Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time, and I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers, and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information. I think it's one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox, along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. Contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds anywhere around the world. Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. 
Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International, global reach, international knowledge. Welcome to PI Perspectives. Today we bring you the last installment for this year's Osmosis Conference in St. Pete, Florida from October 16th through the 18th. This episode, we welcome Arno Ruser and Rachel Cronenfeld. Arno is discussing his own methodology, and Rachel will be discussing how to find social media account users. We're headed down to the finish line with only a few more weeks until the conference kicks off. So please welcome our first guest, Arno Ruser, and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome, everyone, to the next segment of PI Perspectives, the osmosis version. Today, we are speaking to Arno Ruser. Uh, Arno was a speaker last year at osmosis, but he was virtual uh, because Arno is not from the United States. Uh, but this year, Arno is going to be live and joining us. And uh, Arno, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you? Well, thank you very much for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm very excited to meet you, man. We... Uh, we had some uh, chats last year, and uh, I know you had taught, and you didn't have a chance to, to get there. And uh, this year is going to be different. You're going to be in person, right? I am looking so much forward to actually meeting Ocentians in my good old United States again. Yeah. I've been visiting that country and my fellow colleagues so often, but since Corona and all the other things, I was thinking of a dirty word here, yeah, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. other things happening in the world uh, that yeah. hasn't happened. So I'm very much looking forward to what I really think is one of the best ocean conferences in the world. I agree. Really well organized. I agree. I agree. It's uh, been uh, many years that Cynthia's been doing this. It's been awesome. Uh, it so is, is this your first trip um, out of your home country you know, since uh, everything happened, or have you been able to travel a little bit? No, it's, it's, it's growing again. I'm, I'm traveling you are okay. I'm traveling again. Thank, thank, praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord. For um, that. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've been uh, abroad to a couple of customers and on the planning out Denmark, mm-hmm. uh, Ministry of Defense, uh, India, Afghanistan, Kabul, okay, and uh, more all, all international missions. Fantastic. So, for folks who didn't catch you last year, give me just a little background of of who you are and what you're bringing to the table. I'm Arno. <laughs> that on the first place, and I am. Um, I was invited by the Ministry of Defense, the Dutch Defense Intelligence and Security Service, in 1990 to establish their open source intelligence branch because they didn't have one. Mm-hmm. And in 1990, I may remember, there was no such thing as the Internet. There was no World Wide Web and there was no Windows 3.1. Windows still had to be launched. It was launched, I believe, exactly in that year. Right. But since a professional librarian, I'm a professional librarian, I had access to these large commercial databases. I had access to LexisNexis, Fatifa, Dialog, Bloomberg, all the others. I know how to get information from a library. I know the world of global information. I know how the global information landscape is organized. So I had this system of providing answers to questions instead of shoving piles of paper or, as Google does today, shoving piles of results, millions and millions and millions, and assuming that that makes a customer happy. But I think a customer is only happy when you answer questions. One question, one pinpoint answer. That's what I want, an actionable answer that will actually lead to some decisions and hopefully to some change. So in 1990, I established that shop. It grew and grew and grew, got more successful. I developed an ocean methodology to get information from open sources, analyze that, and transform that into a product that can be used for intelligence production. That's the ocean methodology that I would love to share with the audience. Right. I have been working on that for... 
That's the topic. I've been working on that for 25 years. Right. And, that's and that topic. will be a topic in my talk. Yeah. Right. That's the topic. You're the other thing is I'm going to present a workshop as well. Uh, and uh, as you have noted, once I start talking, I don't stop. <laughs> I'm at the age that I really like to share what I know. See, I've always learned there's three stages in any career, learning, executing, and sharing. And I'm at the stage of learning and sharing. Yeah. So I'm doing this talk where I try to convince people to adopt a systematic, planned, and structured methodology of doing research in open sources that will greatly enhance your research results and make it able for you to actually cooperate with your team instead of doing everything on your own yeah. and be accountable in the future. Yeah. Now, I, the second I, thing, if I may. Go ahead. Yeah. Matthew. Yes. Is. Um, and then I'll stop, right? <laughs> is I'm going to present a workshop the day before the conference on the requirement analysis and problem deconstruction. Mm -hmm. Requirement analysis and problem deconstruction is the most important step in the entire open source intelligence process. Getting the question right, un uh, um, understanding what your customer really wants instead of just guessing, because that's the strategy that most people use, Google guessing, you enter a couple of terms and hope for the best and that's it. Um, I'm going to present a system to find out what a customer really wants. So you can, as a ocean researcher, really connect with your customer and do exactly what they need. Yeah, I mean, it's so important to be able to answer or ask those questions to have them answered, uh, you know, delivering a work product that that's quality, right? So if you're able to ask those proper questions, then um, you know, the chances of you delivering a product that your client actually wants are that much better. Um, can you do a background check on this person, please? Right. What exactly do you want me to do? Exactly. What do you mean background? What do you mean check? What exactly do you want to check? I have no idea what you're talking about. What is the current security situation in Iraq? What do you mean security situation? Do you mean water supply, right. roads, traffic, or no idea what you're talking about? Right. Yet people simply type that in and produce Google results, and that's it. It's right. completely absurd. And they cut and paste, right? They don't even, there's no analysis. <laughs> That's no, yeah, you, leave, you leave out the name Google and you put your own name in and you call it analysis, boom, done. Yeah. Um, I know that trick and I'm going to um, present uh, about 25 years of experience. That's and I'm going to present all the uh, quick reference sheets I've made for that to help me uh, understand what a customer really wants. Yeah. It, it's it, all it, about it, structure and planning. Yeah. And here's the thing about... Um, the pre-conference uh, teachings that that happen at Osmosis, uh, seating is limited. <laughs> so I I have seen people get turned away from uh, you know teaching they wanted to go to because they didn't get there in time. So if you're interested, oh. in out Arno, you gotta gotta make sure that you're there uh, because uh, you, you don't want to miss out on this stuff. So just loads and loads of of wealth. You know, like you said, twenty five years worth of yeah. doing this stuff. Um, yeah. What what do you what's something that you would like to see in the next year or two in the OSINT community happen or continue to happen? What I really like to happen in the OSINT community is much more emphasis on validating information before it is published on the internet because mm -hmm. there's too much junk, uh, too much, too much pulp, too much mis and disinformation out there. And I like to uh, have a policy, government policy, against anonymous accounts on the internet. I think that will be a great help to fight spam and to fight all this 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 conspiracy theories, yeah, does that make sense? I think the sock people people uh, would would have some issue with that. They wouldn't like you. <laughs> so. um, I uh, my background in defense intelligence service. Yeah. 
Uh, I know the deal, uh, and I do understand that some people do need a alias or a real fake account. I have no problems with that. But uh, today, this anonymity is being abused by many people to spread out all kinds of filth, and it has to stop. It has to stop. Yeah, it's gotta, look, gotta look what happens in the Ukraine. Yeah, I, I beg your pardon. I said you got to have some sort of backstory to your to your accounts, right? You got to be. Able oh yeah, to yeah. The, the junk that you find, uh, the conspiracy theories that you find on the internet, uh, people believe what they want to believe. Mm-hmm. If it appeals to a social bias, cognitive bias, then people believe it. Yeah. And it will spread this 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 pulp around and it has to stop. That would be my dream developments on the internet. Right. Uh, much more validation like we had in the early days in, in libraries, newspapers, uh, journals. Journals have an editorial board. Newspapers have an editorial board. A library has a selection committee. There's also always some kind of validation before you make information public. Mm-hmm. But on the internet, anybody can publish anything, anywhere, anytime they like. Sure. Um, and I don't think uh, that is a very good situation. I really think we should do something against this anonymity. Right. So what would you say would be the most important thing or the, the, the one thing that, that someone taking any of your teachings here would walk away from, uh, from this osmosis? Make a plan. Do not accept a question and start typing because that's what I see uh, many, many times. In my training sessions, I give a group of 20 students an assignment. They listen to me. I ask them, is the assignment clear? Which is impossible because it's too vague. They say yes, and they start typing. And after a couple of minutes, I think, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you typing? You, have, you haven't discussed the assignment. You haven't made a plan at all, nothing. So I called them back to the table and I, and I actually asked them, what exactly were you typing? And nobody says anything. Right. And then I asked them, if you can't tell me, explain to me what you were doing, then what were you doing? So the big, most important takeaway, I think, from, the, from my contribution to this fantastic conference will be sit back, arms crossed, make a plan before you start searching in open sources to forget about Google. Yeah. I'm going to crack Google. I'm going to demonstrate how bad Google is as a search engine, as your primary search engine. It's a fantastic company, great help. It's not your primary research instrument, and I'm going to show that to them. Yeah, the uh, the Bible of Google needs to be <laughs> – you, you need other resources to validate. I'm definitely uh, – Open source is any open source, whether for free or not, in print, uh, humans, uh, radio, satellite. It's not just Google. Right. And I will show that to them. I will show that to the audience. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, Arno, thank you so much for popping on here and just giving us a brief uh, overview of um, what you're going to be talking about. Um, We're uh, weeks away from uh, hanging out in person, and I'm really looking forward to uh, meeting you and shaking your hand and, uh, you know, having an adult beverage possibly, uh, maybe. We'll see. Uh, A couple of weeks, that long? Yeah, yeah. Ah. Time is uh, ticking. Ah, I can't wait, can't wait. So it's not not too late for folks to go check it out. So thanks, everyone, for tuning into this segment. And uh, we got one more for you before we uh, wrap things up. Thanks, Arno. Have a good day. Thank you very much, Matthew. Have a great day, too. You guys have been hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love Crosstracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So we got George Gerges here. George is a member and user of Crosstracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about Crosstracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with Crosstracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases 
with the same effort. Fantastic. So Crosstrax, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption, really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, check them out. The links are in the show notes. Crosstrax, if you're an investigator, you should be using them today. Check out the PI Institute of Education at piinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Looking for an insurance agent that puts you first? Every PI business is different. That's why OREP Insurance can shop multiple markets to ensure you get the best coverage to meet your unique business needs. OREP's model is business by the golden rule, and for over 20 years, they've built their business by putting their clients first. So come enjoy a fast online application and same-day certificates of insurance at OREP.org. OREP has coverage for armed investigators, executive protection, and even has a separate policy for security firms. The application takes less than five minutes, so visit OREP.org today. OREP.org. Don't let asset investigations become a hassle for you. Let the professionals at J.T. Palmer & Associates, Inc. get you the information you need. We are a team of research specialists dedicated to providing you the intelligence that you're unable to locate through public databases. We have national and international resources available to provide accurate results to assist you in your asset investigations and in a timely manner. We work tirelessly to uncover exactly what collectible assets someone has. Whether you're investigating a business or an individual, our dedicated research team employs a range of techniques to bring the investigation to a conclusion. All information developed over the course of these searches is obtained in an ethical, legal, honest, professional manner. When you need asset investigations done right, turn to J.T. Palmer & Associates. You can contact our team by visiting our website at jtpalmerassociates.com or call 800-808-0078. Check out the latest issue of PI Magazine, available online or via hard copy. Visit pimagazine.com to learn more. Our next guest is HG's own Rachel Cronenfeld. Rachel has been a guest before and always brings some great information to the table. For the conference this year, she'll be discussing how to find users on social media accounts. Good info. This is a key technique to master. So please welcome Rachel Cronenfeld to the program. And welcome everyone to the next segment of PI Perspectives, the osmosis version. Uh, So I am... uh, Going in-house with Cynthia's team, I'm very honored and excited to welcome a friend back to the program, uh, Rachel Kronenfeld. Welcome back to the program. How are you? Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm good. Thank you. Good, good. Uh, so what have you been up to? We haven't really uh, chatted with you in about a year or so. Tell me what's what's new and exciting in, in your world. Yeah, so uh, I recently moved into a director of services role here at Hatherington Group. 
uh, which is very fitting for me. I started as an analyst at the company doing all of the different services uh, that we offer here. And uh, then I was managing all those cases. Uh, so it makes sense for me now to uh, be in a more client-facing role, really, in the, in the past year, uh, just focusing on understanding what our clients need and are asking of us and making sure that that gets delivered in our, our products and, and that we have the right team on board to, to do that. Right. And I'm sure like post pandemic, you've, you've seen just the need for investigations kind of really jump. I feel like somebody turned the faucet off and turned it right back on. Right. Yeah, I absolutely. Um, there are big shifts with the pandemic from, uh, anything from a lot of uh, staff cuts, uh, creating smaller teams and people needing that additional support uh, or uh, just the nature of what's happening in the world right now, also creating just more of a need for investigations and intelligence um, online. Right. Um, so you're actually teaching uh, at Osmosis also, uh, which is very cool. And you're diving into social media and identifying unknown users. Tell me a little bit about what that teaching track is going to look like. Yeah, so I picked this topic because this year it was, uh, when it comes to social media, one of the largest asks of our, our clients. I had uh, clients reaching out pretty regularly. Uh, there's been some sort of uh, threats or doxing or defamation happening online. And they would come to me and say, you know, we really want to know who's behind this social media account. Mm -hmm. So it's been something that our team has been working a lot this year and that we've had success, you know, I think surprisingly more often than we thought with actually be able, being able to track it to a specific user, which has been really helpful to our clients and being able to make uh, decisions on how to handle things. So I thought it would be a really great uh, topic to pass that knowledge on and hopefully help the audience do the same. Great. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's so overwhelming, like you don't know where to begin on, on doing this stuff. And, and it's always a time sensitive matter, right? There's, there's something's going down and we like, we need to, we need to know today who this person is. Right. So exactly. Know? That's the thing is uh, my takeaways. I hope that people can have a sense that it can be done timely. Like in, in a matter of less than 24 hours, sometimes even a f just a few hours, you know, we will be able to figure this out and, and pass those answers on to whoever needs it. Right. Now that, that's, that's good. So what would you say would be some of the mistakes that people are trying to do this? Like they don't realize that they have those particular tools uh, available to them. Hmm. Uh, well, I think just the first mistake would be to be discouraged or in thinking that you won't be able to do it, right? Because um, I've had people reach out and say, you know, I know this is probably an impossible ask, but can you identify who's behind this account? And sometimes it's even other analysts or investigators that are reaching out and asking us because they feel that that they aren't sure even where to start or if it's possible. Uh, so I think just first knowing that, you know, it seems like a dead end, uh, potentially that, you know, I, they're clearly hiding their identity, they don't want to be found. Um, so really just knowing that, you know, there are some pretty simple steps um, that we can try. Uh, some get complex. But, you know, there are simple steps as well. Uh, so I, I think my presentation is going to address anybody from a beginner to someone more technically advanced, uh, having a little something for everybody. Yeah, 
I know I always talk to my computer, like when I'm sitting, <laughs> sitting in front of the screen and I'm doing research, I literally talk to myself. And when I finally find somebody, I'm like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That aha moment, yeah. yeah. I could literally talk to myself. I can't help it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like part of my methodology. <laughs> like I got to speak it, you know, as I'm doing it. Okay, this wasn't there. That was there. How would I check over there? Like people sitting next to me are looking over like, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> so, oh, that's great. That's yeah. passionate. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. It's, you know, like you have to have um, procedure in, do, in doing all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what helps you. Um you know, that was one of the themes last year when we were going through San Diego was methodology, methodology, mm-hmm. methodology, right? The tools are always going to change, but the techniques are, are, um, are going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be tried, uh, tried and true. Right. So being yeah. able to, uh, to do that. So what are some of the trends that you're noticing this year? Uh, so I think the trends, uh, really, uh, speak in, the other speakers that we have lined up for the conference this year. Uh, and I've been listening to the other speakers on your podcast so far. And the trend is definitely like these fake accounts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, fake identities, uh, because I'm talking about how to identify an actual person or organization behind a- an account. Uh, but it could be the case where the account is literally just a, a bot or a fake person where, you know, nothing, regardless of what we try, is going to lead to any real person or organization. So uh, that's definitely been a trend, uh, as well as the continued trend of a bunch of different social media platforms propping up all the time that are really uh, trying to uh, value people's privacy more and uh, remain more anonymous while uh, functioning on social media. So that's been a trend and a challenge at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, there's definitely a push for that, right? You start talking about GDPR and um, things like that. I mean, it, it, data privacy is always a concern for for us, you know, that we're doing how we do our things and, and being able to do the things that we do. Um, I mean, that's a very real deal. You know, one, one of the other things I noticed just through talking to everybody and, and, you know, we've made our list down through most of the speakers here, there is a, a desire, I guess, within the community for standards and, mm-hmm. and basically setting that standard, um, and accountability for doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of been the wild west in the last few years as, as technology changes and new things are available and making sure that there's accountability and, and just the, the ethical standards of of doing what we do. So there's been this push by people that like, there's a real desire for it, um, which I think is is great. You know, having some sort of a, a accreditation or, or just training available uh, for those that are out there doing this stuff, I think is really important. Absolutely. There's been so much that has blown up in the open source intelligence community uh, in the past few years. Just so many tools. Uh, uh, different ways of doing things, extensions to add on to your browser. Um, and all of these, you know, uh, appear very, very cool. Like, and you, you, someone wants to jump on and use it because it's going to get them the information they need, but to kind of back up and say, okay, well, what are the downfalls to that? Uh, how does it potentially compromise an investigation? How does it stand up in court? Uh, how are you going to explain it to your client? Uh, so I think that that's driving a lot of the need for the standardization is that there's just so much out there and so many different ways of doing things um, that we want to have, you know, a, a best practice way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was. Uh, I attended a conference this week um, uh, that was involved with e-discovery. Um, I, I did a panel with uh, with Rob Freed, which is it was really cool to be a part of it. But man, it, like just understanding, um, you know, what's going on with the information that we get, how it's being used, and 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 the accountability uh, of it, and not kind of realizing like we were having a discussion about you know folks working from home um, and the challenges uh, of that. And it used to be, you know, folks were stealing time, right? Okay, are they really working or not working? But now it's like a whole wormhole of, of like, it, it, is it creating an access point for, for data? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because it's not 100% secure, right? So that's like one of the issues. And it was, it, it was very interesting uh, to be a part of that conversation and, uh, you know, give my two cents on things. <laughs> so I, I did give a shout out to Cynthia, though, <laughs> osmosis. I, I pushed the, <laughs> the conference over there, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's always with this industry and and being an analyst researching online, whether you're home or or not, there's actually a a large element that is uh, entrusted to the person that's working on the case. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I always push documenting. I'm like a big documenting and reporting nerd uh, to make sure that everything is documented properly and captured properly. Um, and there's methodologies, but when it comes down to it, like you're entrusting an analyst to work on this case and they're going to go down probably rabbit holes, different things that they're going to try. And there's just so much of it that's really unknown unless you hit record and watch every motion that an analyst is doing. Right. Uh, so whether it's at home or in the office, I think there's always been that element of trusting that the analyst is going to do the work properly. Yeah. And that comes with training. I mean, that's why it's so great that you guys do what you do and you offer what you offer because you're really training these people how to, how to do their jobs, you know, mm-hmm. how to be successful at what they do, mm-hmm. um, which is always, uh, it's always neat. Um, so if you could see one thing happen in the next year in our industry, you had one ask and, and, it, and it was going to come to fruition. What, what would that ask be? Well, the one thing that I've been hoping would progress uh, is the ability to uh, search imagery more specifically uh, faces and text over images yeah. uh, because I feel like we're, we're heading there. The technology is heading there, but there's still a lot that can be done um, especially in this community, uh, and, and to be able to be used uh, use images for intelligence and investigative purposes, uh, because I I feel like, and it's a little untapped for me that um, the marketing industry or advertising industry could potentially be like light years ahead of our community and what they can do with images. Uh, so I hope to see more of that brought here in the software that we're using. I just don't want to see that guy looks like Tom Cruise anymore. I'm done. I'm done with him. <laughs> <laughs> this whole deep fake stuff is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, well, this is great. I, I'm excited to see you um, very shortly. It'll just be a few weeks and mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see everybody. Um, you know, osmosis is always, uh, it, it's kind of my break. We were talking about this before. Like I'm, I'm always at conferences, either speaking or sponsoring. And I always have an agenda when I go to one of these things, but osmosis is like one of the few that I go and is like, I'm just going to soak it all in and, and understand, you know, technology and things that are, that are out there. And the networking obviously is, uh, is, is great as well, you know, just to be able to, uh, to meet up with, uh, with everybody and, and, uh, have that, uh, 
you know, relationships, build on relationships. I'm, I'm looking forward to buddy Jericho said he's going to get me some pizza. So I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for that. Um, You're so excited for pizza. I'm, I'm excited for Buddy's pizza. Yeah, he said he was going to have pizza in his office, you know, because apparently okay. his office is like right across the street. So, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not one to turn down an invitation. So I'll go check it out. Um, so October 16th through the 18th um, at the Grand Hyatt in Tampa, Bay, Florida. It's not too late to register. Um, I know you and I were talking offline that, that this is the biggest one yet right you've as far as attendees there's going to be over 400 people in person this year and another the whole batch of people attending virtually so by far the largest one so far yeah definitely uh you know it's a place if you do this type of work is is where you where you want to be so it's osmosiscon.com uh you can go there for more information uh rachel thank you so much for coming on and uh you know talking to us about what you're going to be talking about and uh, I look forward to seeing the whole HG group, uh, crew and uh, hanging out with everybody. Uh, thanks, everybody, for um, putting up with us for the past few weeks. We've uh, highlighted all the speakers, and uh, I always get very excited about this stuff. So we're going to wind down here. Uh, Rachel, I will see you in a couple weeks. All right. Thanks for having me. I look forward to seeing you, too. All right. Take care. And uh, thanks, everyone, for checking the episode out. The countdown to St. Pete and Osmosis 2022 is on. So make sure to check out all the details for Osmosis at osmosiscon.com. Thanks also to Crosstracks, Scope Now, Conflict International, PI Institute of Education, OREP, and J.T. Palmer and Associates for sponsoring our show. So please support our great supporters. And have you thought about joining Investigators Toolbox yet? Because now is the time to do so. Use code PIP201836 to save 10% when you join. Got a question or comment about the show? Just email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. So we'll be back next week with a new show. And make sure you tune in. So stay safe out there.